0: You're listening to The Building Code, your guide for a better way to run your business. I'm Tom Houghton. I'm Paul Worth, And joining us via Zoom today is Tim Brown, co-owner and lead strategist of Hook Agency. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great. How you doing?
1: Doing pretty well. Happy to be here. Happy that we live in a time where we can have this kind of technology and have constructive, useful conversations over video.
2: Yeah, let's hope this one's constructive and use- useful.
1: <laughs> no so, pressure, High bar. Yeah, uh, high no
2: bar. pressure. <laughs> well, hey, Tim, we're, we're excited to have you. You know, we met last, what, what was it, at uh, the International Builder Show a few months back? Yes, sir. And you had you talked to me a little bit about your business, and I thought it was interesting. I thought we'd get you on and just have our listeners hear really about marketing. But yeah. you know, as Tom alluded to before we got on, you know, it's really great for our listeners is just to hear a little bit about who you are. Uh, how you started your business and of course, what your focus is. Do you want to kind of give us a quick rundown?
1: Yeah, so I started uh, in digital marketing in web design, and I have you know, kind of grown in that over time. I got into getting leads from Google. So search engine optimization is a big piece of that. And I figured out early on in my business that I could actually drive my business significantly, just from free Google traffic, which to be honest, as a a person getting into this seemed pretty amazing. And I wasn't yet selling that to clients, but I was pretty excited about it. Cause as you can imagine somebody, you know, two, three years in their business, able to get regular consistent leads from Google. That's, that's pretty cool. And then, uh, and you know, I wasn't, I'm not super extroverted, so I wasn't necessarily like going out to events all the time and Drumming up business that way, so I literally grew my business entirely on Google, and uh, and then I slowly started to offer that as a service for clients about five years ago, and uh, and now that's the the biggest part of our business is two thirds is driving qualified leads, and uh, and unqualified leads. We drive just we drive just a enemy. lot of leads, yeah, <laughs> for uh, from Google, organic Google traffic. So we're you know. We've gotten heavily into that. A lot of it is around content marketing. So f- figuring out ways to get regular, consistent content out on your site. And then also just making sure that your your website is set up well and persuasive and stuff like that. And we, we've, a big chunk of our clients is in our, our contractors. So, you know, we are at the Builder, uh, the, what is that, what was that event called? The-, the International Builder Show. International Builder Show. So we were there, I was dressed up as a wizard half the time because I was trying to tell people uh, that SEO is not black magic. I actually, it it bothers, I was, you know, it was a gimmick and it was probably terrible, but uh, I do, it it does bother me that there are a lot of marketing companies out there that try to make or uh, SEO seem like it's black magic to seem like it's this black box. It bothers me. And I want, I want contractors and construction companies. I want them to be able to own their marketing I don't want. I don't like that people rent their marketing and pay for leads. That bothers me. So, like, literally, like, we believe that um, construction owners and construction companies should really own those systems because then you build equity into them long term. So that's a big piece to how we, you know, what we believe. And uh, yeah, we have 13 people now. So it's been three and a half years since I went out on my own completely as my own company. Uh, before that, I worked for another marketing agency, and uh, we have 13 people now, all dedicated to helping construction companies and small businesses get more leads from organic Google traffic, mostly. And we have, you know, we do paid stuff and web design as well.
0: That's impressive. You mentioned the F word there, free. Just, yeah. just in case you didn't catch which F yeah. word I was referring to there. Uh, you mentioned yeah. free, so I, I mean, I think most people. When you whenever you mention Google Ads, I think most people immediately think paid. Yeah, uh, and you're talking about organic search. And I think maybe for our listeners, you might need to clarify the difference between yeah. paid versus organic and yep. and what you're doing there.
1: Yeah, so we've got the the little ads up at the top. They usually have some kind of call out that says ad. At the top of the Google search results. So if you Google, let's say like home remodeler Albuquerque, right? Like you see those first couple that those are usually ads. There's organic search results. There's the map, and then there's there's um just the regular listing. And the map and the regular listing, you can manipulate that. And no, you know, Google doesn't want you to know, but like you can manipulate those search results, and frankly, you should. You should take every advantage possible in your business, in your small business. And a lot of these guys that we're talking with and rooting for, they've taken massive risks of bringing their company out on their own. They're building a team in these communities. They're the heroes of these communities. They're small business, growth-minded businesses in these communities. And they have taken big risks. You should take every opportunity on your marketing front that you can. And organic search traffic, you can work with a company like ours, but you can also do a lot on your own. There's a lot of things that you can do on your own. You can blog, you can answer questions that your ideal prospects are asking on on the phone. You can do a blog about that topic. And literally, people don't realize, but blogging for stuff where there really is people searching for that, that helps your search rankings go up for the other things. Like I said, like, like for home remodeler Albuquerque, if you were the company that was blogging about things that homeowners are really looking for, and it, you know, it's good to also do stuff that's kind of like anchored in your area. So stuff that would relate to the local people and, uh, and that kind of stuff really does help you get higher in, in Google search results. And there's all kinds of trip tricks and things to do on that and but you can look into it. So just just look up SEO and there's a lot of there's a lot of really good tips and things that you could do out there and especially if you're in a smaller market, you can own that without even working with a company like you can really get to the top of the first page and maybe even the first three results even without a company like ours. Now we just make it easy for people and we do it quick um, but it's also you know no matter what, it's a long process. and in my opinion, In marketing, the long processes are usually actually the best ones. The ones that people have no patience for, those are the ones actually, if you know they work, if you actually, there's good um, evidence out there that these methods work, those are the ones to go for, like building your brand, like doing event marketing like you guys do. And by doing these things that take longer and that your competitors are too lazy for, that's the good stuff. That's the stuff where you actually get these massive advantages as time goes on, and they won't do them because they just want to pay for that ad. They want the quick fix. They want to pay Home Advisor. Oops. Um, <laughs> they want to pay these these different companies that are essentially taking advantage of them. From my point of view, I hope I hope uh, if you, if somebody is listening from Home Advisor, excuse me. Um, but no, there there's a lot of companies that want to sell people leads. Just sell them leads. 80 bucks a lead, 40 bucks a lead, doesn't really matter because what you're doing is you're 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 entering into a race to the bottom because you're becoming a commodity. Because all you're doing is you're going up against the remodeler down the street and you guys are trying to underbid each other. But when you build your brand, and you build content on your website in an ongoing way, in a way that's attractive, um, then people come to you, knock on your door and ask to work with you. And same with social media. Yeah, Martin. That's something that a lot of these guys can do on their own and can create a personality, and and make something attractive that makes people ask to work with them, that makes them not have to be the lowest bidder every time, that makes that builds relationship. And you know, we do a lot of video at our company, and yes, it, it offers people an opportunity to get to know us. So social media content and video allow people to get to know you. They want to work with you. They don't care necessarily that you're the cheapest guy. You, you can't be like crazy outlandishly more expensive, but you do need to uh, build something, these longer term systems. And I think they're better than the, the short, quick fix stuff for sure. And I think that, that is evident in a lot of areas of life, but particularly marketing.
2: Yeah. Tim, you, you said something interesting that, you know, there's sort of like two, two ways to go about it, or maybe like a life cycle of going about your, your SEO you want to start off by just trying to get as much knowledge as you can and doing those things you can do on your own uh, if you have the appetite for it. And then you said, then you work with an agency uh, to do something, I guess, second level. What, what is that point? Where, 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 where have you found it goes from, you know, making those initial efforts in SEO that help out, but then needing some help, like what's the help part?
1: That's such a good question because, as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur myself, right? Like I did not ask, I did not pay for stuff until after I hit a certain point. And when did I hit that? Like I might've had, you know, subcontractors or people work. I was a freelancer, you know, and I added people as contractors. And then at a certain point, I had to start paying for stuff because my money was worth less than my time. My my time was worth more than my money. You know what I mean. That's a spot where a lot of these contractors get to as well. I'd say for sure it's once you you know a lot of times it's past that one million mark. Um, you should be a hustler and a modern contractor who, from, one hundred thousand to five hundred thousand, can do stuff on their own that can really start to own this marketing and do the stuff that you you're capable of doing in the meantime that's a that's a good spot to be doing stuff on your own that's a good spot to be trying to not you know you can't just spend money and make a company in my opinion you know what i mean unless you have funding right you yeah. and most contractors don't have funding so we're talking about like essentially like you have to figure this out how to scrap together and that's why we relate to contractors so much cuz they're used to this they're used to figuring it out with subcontractors and other people in their industry and people, you know, that's why we relate to it because we didn't have that funding. We didn't have the, the, the cheat codes. We didn't have people giving us a bunch of money from our parents or something like that. We worked our butts off. I worked my butt off for 60, 70 hours a week. And a lot of these contractors have been doing that are doing that And at a certain point, you have to stop. <laughs> you have to stop like, cause what got you from here a to b does not get you from b to c and just like you know at a certain point you blogged every saturday let's say really would help you if you blogged every saturday for two or three hours and you were you know that five hundred thousand dollar contractor that would still be really good that'd be smart right but at a certain point once you get to that million mark that two million mark you got to start delegating that stuff whether it's an internal marketing assistant or whether it's an agency or and, and the same goes for you know uh Systems like software and stuff like that. I do think that there's a certain point where you don't want to be doing that work at 8 p.m. at night. You need to find a bookkeeper. You know, we uh, we know a bunch of bookkeepers that are you know, for contractors. Finding a really good bookkeeper, getting a system like Builder Trend, getting other systems in place where you can shave off that extra 10. Maybe you get from 70 down to 60, or 60 down to 50 hours, so you can enjoy your work and stay with it and start to be in a spot where you get joy from your work cuz that's that's where you really start to get those you know stuff starts to compound cuz you got a couple good people on your team you got now you got a team of 10 stuff starts to compound you have joy in your work you're motivated you you're willing to get up and do that extra stuff you're willing to represent your company um at events and you're willing to do different stuff so i feel like there's a certain point where people have to get over that hump. And I do, I do think 1 million is a pretty symbolic mark for a lot of contractors. You get to that point. um, You can start to get some of that snowballing effect. If you get some really smart people around you and the business, I mean, uh, the biz development stuff is part of that. And yeah, I think, you know, getting more leads is a, is a huge pain point for a lot of these contractors getting more leads getting better leads. Cause if they're just your friends uh, you know, your, your acquaintance and you're, you're trying to give them the best bid possible and you do three projects out of your 10 projects like that for the summer or the year, right? Like there's no, the profits don't compound. <laughs> so you can't just be doing stuff for everybody, you know, all the time. And I do see that as a problem for some of these smaller contractors. Um, and, and what it comes down to is you need to find new ways to get
0: leads. Absolutely. So leads, it's very interesting. We are in this time of coronavirus, of course. And so everybody's talking about, you know, their business and working on their business. But part of that is also generating new business. And what, in your opinion, would you say that business owners should be working on right now to continue their marketing? Because I think a lot of them are sitting out there and thinking, why would I invest time in this? Or why would I invest money in it even right now uh, with everything being so uncertain? What would you say to that?
1: So there's a couple of things where, you know, with any business, you don't want to stop them completely. You know what I mean? You don't want to stop building your team. You don't want to team rapport like employee engagement and stuff like that. You want to, you want an engaged team right now. You want loyalty. (laughs) You want, you want a team that wants to, to go to war for you. So that's something you don't want to stop. You know what I mean? Having good client experiences, you know, you want your your clients to have a good experience. You want them to feel taken care of, and have there to be good communication, and for that for them to know where their project's at, even if it has to slow down for some reason with different, you know, the different people on the project, or social distancing, or in some of these states where they literally just can't work right now. Where are we at at this project? What's the revised timeline based on what we know now? Those are things to communicate. Like. You can't stop that, right? You really should have the best client experience possible because if, let's say, two months from now, I'm trying to be optimistic, guys. I'm trying. To, we're out Love of it. lockdown. Um, we what's you know when we're recording this? It's it's all very time sensitive right now. Where it's April fifteenth, right? Um, whenever this goes out, if we still have more time at the end of lockdown, people still need to know where their project's at based on if work can't get done or if uh, you have to do social distancing between the subcontractors or different things like that so that's huge and i would say marketing systems are are still pretty important because there's things coming out of the end of this um it's summer first of all you know it's it's about to be summer and frankly, it's a pretty good time for most contractors normally to be, you know, closing deals and, and uh, un- unfortunately no shaking hands. Yeah. <laughs> no shaking hands for a bit, but uh, yeah. So I assume that we're going to want to have good projects and, and yeah, some people's summer's already filled up. It's already filled up and they're into fall and you get that, but you really want to figure out what systems to have. You have. we want to have some systems in place for marketing. Cause you want those better kinds of customers, even if you're you've got the leads and you've got the projects in place. You want the you want good, in my opinion, long, slow systems are actually really good. So that's why we love Google organic traffic. But you you want those tight, and even if you have a light marketing program. Even if you're not that heavy, you should get that tight and kind of like, from my point of view, it's all around habits. Hey, what habits do I have in place? Do I post, do I have three days where I make sure to post on social media, three days a week? Do I have one Saturday morning where I blog for two hours? Do I have just a few systems in place and who owns that? So if it's you or if it's your assistant or if it's your agency, what are those systems? Let's get them tight. And like I said, we think contractors should own their marketing. So if you have an agency, look closer, look closer. What are they doing for you now? And maybe it is a good time to take a look at really, is this the right stuff for my business? Is this the stuff that's going to create demand long-term? Is this the stuff that is going to create a structure for business development for our company? And I think that in good times, it's less obvious when something's not working. Right. So like, I think failure is a really good teacher. It's like super, it's way better teacher than success. Success. Like if I'm successful during good economy, a good economy, like, yeah, no one respects that. But if you're successful during this time, think about this two years from now, if you're a contractor and you're successful, uh, you're still doing well. And you know, you'll have even more res- you'll have more respect of your friends and family because you got through that time and you figured it out and you know sometimes that's just making sure your existing customers are super well taken care of and that's probably the biggest one right that's that's the best marketing making sure your existing customers are super well taken care of but then layering on those other things for creating demand down down the line
2: yeah you we had talked right before the show that you know, in general, right now, and this isn't isn't for everybody, but the actual leads coming in hasn't slowed down all that much. It just may be a delay in this decision process, and, yeah. and that could be a hard that's going to be a hard change for some contractors. Yeah, um, where they're used to three, four days, or whatever it is, and it's a yes or a no. Um, there's probably going to be more of that middle time where we're going to have to mm-hmm. stay in touch. Uh, and continue that relationship during the yeah. sales process and then whenever this is over and we don't know when that is um, people are gonna be ready to start doing things so uh, for for a company that doesn't have or is not used to sort of that longer uh, mm-hmm. period between lead and sale um, what are some what are some tips what's some advice in terms of just how to keep the conversation going?
1: Oh uh, that's good man, this is such a good question there's two. Key components, I would say one is going to be video chats like this one, and frankly, trying to bring your a game. Uh, I have been trying to get better at this. You guys both have great backgrounds. I've been working on background. I've been working on audio quality. I know that you don't have to have this is a blue Yeti mic. You don't have to have all that, but you do want some kind of mic like if you have a headphone with uh, or uh, headphones with a mic built in. Um, those are the, the normal uh, Apple headphones have that. Um, but there's just video chats and getting better with that and trying to make it feel like in person a little bit more, have it facing towards a window. I know this is little stuff, but it really does actually help because I've seen contractors. I was just talking to like 40 contractors in my local area on these video chats. And uh, cause we did like a, you know, a zoom uh, webinar thing. And, and so many of them are sitting in this what so feels I'm sure it's a beautiful space but they're in their like living room and it looks dingy and dark and I'm scared I'm scared talking to you sir or ma'am <laughs> you gotta lighten it up you gotta try to bring your real personality during these calls with your prospects and then so that's one side get better with your video etiquette and try start treating them like real sales in-person meetings, try to actually bring your personality to the, the game. Cause that's what a lot of these contractors have created their businesses on is their personality, their ability to build rapport and their ability to get trust because they're trustworthy, hardworking people. Right. So, and then the other side, from my point of view, and this is something we've been doing for a long time because we have slow sales cycles and yeah, some contractors have pretty slow sales cycles too, is that content piece where if you have content to, to send over, because the problem is, is when you do that follow up, like how's the, how's the contract going? You guys have any more questions? Like, it just feels like nagging. But if you go in with a piece of content that says five ways to make sure, you know, you're getting the best kitchen possible or something you you send that over to them instead of hey how's the contract going it's just it's just a reminder it puts you at the top of the inbox and it it's coming in with value rather than hey let's close this deal and basically like you said no one wants to close deal like it's slower everything's slower cuz they're holding on to their purse strings cuz they just saw their 401k drop by 20% and they're kind of scared. So they're just making sure that they're still good, that we're not going to have, you know, like, you know, people are saying big things about recessions right now. Right. And so those things are scary. Now, it's not going to affect everyone. You know what I mean? It's not going to affect everyone. So there are certain people that are just going to be out of the sales cycle now. They're out because they just, you know, they owned a restaurant or something like that. They, or they, their business was more strongly affected by this. And there are some people that are getting knocked off the map right now, right? So if they're involved in one of those industries, it's gone. That, that person's out of your funnel, sorry. And it's sad. And I don't mean to like make it seem like they're just a prospect in a sales funnel, but frankly, you got to triage at this point. Like I said, like you need loyal people, like we're in a war. You need to triage your, your prospects, like we're in a war, you need to act, you need to act. And, and I i had kind of said this a couple other times on a couple different pieces of content, but I think people should be trimming their marketing in certain ways right now, especially towards the beginning of all this. I feel like we're in, i you know, if I was to guess, I hope we're in the mid part or whatever, but um, the beginning, trim, 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 cut, cut all fluff, cut the fluff, have to smart. And then. Hey, what's crucial? What, what what makes for a better client experience? What makes for making sure we retain and have the best pro- possible process? And what are the smart moves? What are the arbitrages? What are the, hey, this is going to actually get us more deals quicker. And one of the things I've seen, and we don't even do a ton of this, so I'm promoting something that I don't, e- we don't even do it t- Facebook ads are like 30% of what they were because people all pulled out their budgets And now we're sitting with this like vacuum and cost per click went way down. So like ads and stuff like that, there's, there's more inventory now and you should try to look for those arbitrages. And that's just one example. The point is cut fluff and then look for arbitrage, especially if you, if you sense that in your area, we're coming out of it. Because if we're two weeks out, let's say in whatever state, you know, If we're in Montana, right, and it's two weeks out from when the governor has said we're going to come out of lockdown, I'm looking for those Facebook ads. I'm going to buy inventory and push on brand. I'm going to push on my company brand because, yes, maybe people aren't in sales. They're not ready to get a sale. But if I can do brand-oriented stuff, long-term stuff, I'm getting a bunch of attention because the game is attention from my point of view. Attention is hard to get normally, and right now it's cheaper. You know what I mean? And so if you're open to building your brand, it's a really good time. If you're open to creating more content on your blog, it's a really good time. If you're open to being a comforting, positive voice on social media, it's a really good time. And um, yeah.
2: That's good stuff. Tom, you you have a class, Build Your Brand With t- Video. Tim.
1: Oh, you know? Tom. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry.
2: Hey, Tom, yeah,
1: Tim and Tom and so, Paul, we're all. Yeah, I, I'm Paul. sorry, I thought I, I thought you're calling me to Tom. It, it. Happens no, to me too, Tim. I, I never make so. mistakes, so <laughs> that's true. Mistakes uh, were made, but not by me,
0: yeah, that's right, yeah. No, yeah, I well, teach a class at it's, Builder it's, University called Build Your Brand with Video. I think video is a huge component of, well, I mean, it even it was already a huge component. And now it's just even more so a component because of the coronavirus, because this is how we're all communicating and we're all consuming so much more. We're in front of our screens, even more than we already were. Uh, And so video needs to be a crucial component. You mentioned Facebook, and I'd like to use that as a segue as we wrap up here about advice that you might have for our listeners, you know, with their business on social media, what platform should they be using? What should they be posting? But real quick, maybe if you can give like two one or two tips on you know what they should be doing when it comes to posting on social media
1: yeah i think it it is about not being pushy um i think we people just really don't want the sales pitch right now so it's reading the room and trying to be useful and helpful so that's the tone that wins right now useful helpful not salesy and then Secondly, I I just kind of want to double down on the habits thing. I just want to say it's not a bad time to create your habits and sustainable ones. So really finding, let's say if it's three times a week or something where you're going to share a before and after um, or whatever you're finding is resonating with your audience, really getting that system in place for who owns it, what is it, what are our series? I love series on social media. So if you say the before and after Tuesdays or whatever it happens to be, and uh, and just getting those systems, getting those habits in place, that to me is extremely important. And it's it's just a lot of people do stuff sporadically, and that's not really going to help you win. If you just post a hundred times over the next month, that's not going to it's not going to create an audience for you on social media. It's not about clusters of erratic posting. It's about systems and habits, and making sure that those are consistent.
0: Good tips there. Awesome. Well, I'm sure we could talk to you for much longer about this, but I know that our listeners have a short amount of time because they're not driving to <laughs> yeah. job sites as frequently you anymore. Go. So we're yeah. trying to keep things short and keep things moving. But Tim, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your insights. Of course, uh, we would love to promote your social media. That's part of this whole sure. thing. So sure. they can follow you on Instagram, I think at at hook agency.
1: Yep. At hook agency. Yeah. hookagency.com. And we love helping contractors. We're just grateful that you had us on the show. We are doing a bunch of stuff during COVID-19 season here uh, to try to help contractors. So if you check out our site, we have a big kind of COVID-19 resources thing on it with a bunch of like work from home tips, you know, sales pitches remotely, uh, marketing tips during COVID and stuff like that. So we're really trying to curate a bunch of resources. We've got a, a whole hub on there with stuff like that.
0: That's awesome. We'll put a link to that in our show notes. You can find the show notes at buildertrend.com slash podcast. So make sure you check those out. But Tim, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your knowledge. Thank
2: you guys so much. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. This was great. Appreciate it.
0: Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.